0: Right now, the San Francisco Giants are a team that has a lot of things going well. Think Tyro Estrada, J.D. Davis, Tony DiScalfani, Alex Cobb, etc. And they also have a lot of things going extremely poorly. Think Sean Manaya Ross Stripling, Taylor Rogers's early performance, Michael Conforto struggling consistently. So who are the San Francisco Giants and how do they address... Some of their weaknesses. Well, there are some answers, and those answers may be on the way quickly. We'll get into it next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome to Locked on Giants, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspec, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, so check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button button if you're watching on YouTube and coming up on today's show like I said the the Giants have been a confusing team so far this season they there's a lot they're not just like you know their record kind of reflects they're 3 games under 500 so I wouldn't say their record kind of reflects Equally good and equally bad, but just like straight up straight up mediocre across the board. What we've got are some really high-level performances when we're talking about Tyro Estrada, JD Davis, Alex Cobb, uh, Tony DiScalfani, and you know, some others sprinkled in there. Camilo Duvall, despite his struggles with the pitch timer, putting up just really good numbers and being consistent at shutting down games. But on the flip side, you've got a lot of negatives, and they've been streaky lately. They had, what was it, a five-game winning streak followed by a four-game losing streak followed by a four-game winning streak, and then they lose the finale to the Brewers. And so, uh, all in all, it's a series win against the Brewers following a series win against the Astros, and both of those two teams are serious contenders and likely playoff teams, and so it's hard. I don't want to get too negative, but it's kind of recency bias. We look at this last game and what this last game showed us was just another quite poor performance, at least results wise, from Ross Stripling, who has just frankly been, I don't want to say a disaster or anything like that, but it just has not performed well. We look at the ERA is now 666 the fielding independent pitching is 6.63. The expected ERA is 6.34. So there's just absolutely nothing in here to suggest that he's earned anything better than these awful results. The one thing is when we look at the XFIP, the expected fielding independent pitching, which says, uh, let's just assume you have a normal league average batting average batting average on balls in play and home run to fly ball ratio. And it's saying if he did, then the deserved ERA would be 3.94. But in reality, I mean, he is serving up these home runs. In fact, 2.81 home runs per nine innings. He has allowed eight homers in 25 and two thirds innings. He allowed 12 homers all of last season in 134 and a third innings playing in a really tough division in a much less pitcher-friendly ballpark. And so, you know, Logan Webb has had some of these same struggles with home runs. It's just kind of inexplicable and odd. But at the end of the day, the results are what they are. And I'm going to look at, you know, minimum 25 innings because that's how many he's thrown. I know Sean Mania is actually a little fewer than that. So we're going to look at minimum 20 innings. Uh, Who have been some of the worst pitchers in the league. And I think we're going to find these two, Sean Maniah and Ross Stripling. Well, uh yeah, so Sean Maniah, number nine worst among what? How many pitchers with at least 20 innings? 148. And Sean Mania among 148 pitchers with at least 20 innings, his 7.33 ERA uh, is ninth worst and Ross Stripling is 16th worst. So they're not actually like the worst, but they're up there. And for Manaya, it's a 733 ERA. It's an 809 expected ERA. And this is based on like quality of contact. Uh, it's a stat cast metric that is pretty like high level. And so again, Saying he deserves us like a even higher perhaps than a 733 ERA. The fielding independent pitching is 6.44. From what I've seen, what I've seen from Manaya is like he's got Im- increased velocity. I said this the other day, uh, it's like he's used to driving a Prius and then all of a sudden you put him in a uh ferrari and he's and he doesn't know doesn't know how to drive stick shift and there he is finds himself on a racetrack like speeding 200 miles an hour and just doesn't know what to do it that's maybe a little bit of an extreme example but suddenly he's throwing like significantly harder and this is not like oh they gave him steroids he went to a facility where he trained to to throw harder same thing with alex cobb two years ago. And the results for Cobb have been excellent from that increased velocity. We see routinely Alex Cobb throwing like 97 now. It's pretty normal. You might just think that's who Alex Cobb is. But he used to be a guy who averaged low 90s with his fastball slash sinker. And now that's what he averages with his splitter, his kind of off-speed pitch. And so it's worked out really well for Alex Cobb, who's had a phenomenal start to the season. I would say the you know the underlying metrics were phenomenal last year and so it's not a surprise for me to see Cobb having great success. And so before we also go out and blame, okay, you know, the front office is terrible at talent evaluation. These are the two guys they brought in as starters with Manaya and Stripling. Well they also brought in Alex Cobb and Tony DiSclofani, the two pitchers who are doing the best on the Giants. And so for me it's just a little bit of small sample it's a little bit of random it's a little bit of just guys not getting the job done but those two and then also on the offensive side Michael Conforto and even Mitch Haniger. but we'll give Haniger more of a pass but we will look at at least look at the numbers but basically and I haven't even mentioned Taylor Rodgers all of the Giants signings like new players that they brought in have not performed well and so There's in some ways, like you, if you know me, I'm kind of an optimist. In some ways, you can look at this and say they've performed all right. I mean, 15 and 18 is certainly nothing to get. I'm not going to pretend that that's a great result after 33 games, but it's not horrible. Like the Cardinals have had a horrible start. They're 11 and 24. Uh, The Giants are afloat, you know, like they're two games out of being in a playoff position, not in the division lead, but in a wild card spot. And so they're in a fine position. There's so many games left. They're about to play one of the worst teams in the league, and hopefully they can take advantage and win at least two out of three. But, you know, just overall to have that record, despite like horrible results from two of their essentially starting pitchers in uh, Michael not Michael Conforto in Ross Stripling and Sean Mania, and then also getting nothing from a guy that they probably expect to be one of their best offensive contributors when all is said and done in Michael Conforto and so far you know Hanniger missing so much time and then not doing much offensively when he's been out there so far to me like they're a team that if if those guys can get it going, and/or if some replacements are made, and replacements are on the way potentially, then this is a team that could really take off. And you started to see that in the last week plus when they, you know they they did they did have a five game winning streak recently, followed by the four game losing streak, followed by a four game winning streak, and again two series wins in a row against. Teams that are probably going to be in the postseason. But anyway, Michael Conforto is hitting just 175, 298 on base, 309 slugging. He's hit some big he's had some big hits, especially early in the year, big home runs that made a difference, won some games. But overall, I mean, he is just in a major funk at the plate right now. But that's just not who he is. He basically has never had a below average offensive season except for when he was 23. After that, I mean, he's just consistently a well above average offensive player. And so I believe in the track record. And you could kind of say the same with Sean Minaya and Ross Stripling. They have track records. So coming up in just a minute, we'll wrap up that conversation. But also, I want to get into how help very seriously is on the way and could arrive sooner rather than later and perhaps turn the Giants season around And help them get on a roll. So we'll get into all of that in just a minute. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure... Every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I have used it myself. I have had perfect fits. No problems at all. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. All right, as promised, we are going to get into the solution, the possible solution, because that's one of the characteristics of this Giants organization under this front office in particular, is that if guys consistently struggle, they they start to, to limit your playing time. Think David VR, right? He's kind of disappeared from the lineup, from pinch hitting opportunities. He was just really, really struggling. And all of a sudden, you're not really seeing so much of David VR, are you? And so for Stripling and Manaya, I think that it's reached a point where you're just I don't think with Conforto that's going to be the case because the track record is so good and he's such an important part of the team. Whereas in the starting rotation, I mean, one of the big like the big conversation point coming into the season was that the strength of this team is the starting rotation depth. Well, it hasn't really played out that way in that. Yeah, you've got like a lot of guys, but a lot of them just haven't performed well. You look at even guys in the bullpen, you know, guys like Jacob Junis, the performance just hasn't been great from him either. Sean Jelly coming up, performance wasn't great from him. And so you've got all this depth, but it's not performing. And so that just, again, goes to show you the unpredictability of baseball because guys like Stripling and Mania, again, they have track records of being much better than this at worst kind of league average. But of course, if you look over their careers, you're going to see fluctuation. But on the whole, you're seeing average or better. And I think that's generally how I look at it is kind of more of the body of work versus like a small sample. And right now we're looking at really small samples just by the way. uh, Actually, we'll save those numbers in just a minute thanks again for making lockdown giants your first listen every day every dayers tomorrow tomorrow you're going to hear us breaking down game one of this critical series against the nationals for me like for the giants to just continue their momentum i know they're coming off a loss but you're playing a team you're supposed to win you're at home this needs to be two out of three or a sweep uh for the giants to really just feel like, yes, we are a better team than the way we've played. The Giants play the Nationals tonight at 645 Pacific, catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app search Giants. So yeah, just lastly, kind of the numbers that I want to get into here. Ross Stripling and Sean Manaya have each allowed 19 earned runs in about 25 innings each. Their combined ERA is 6.98 although I did the calculate oh yeah counting Taylor Rogers, who's also generally struggled those three Mania Stripling and Rogers, who were the three they also signed Luke Jackson but he hasn't pitched yet coming off Tommy John but those were their three like pitching additions and they've combined for a 6.79 ERA in 59 and two-thirds innings and again a lot of, I tweeted this out and a lot of the reaction was like really negative about the front office and like fifty million dollars committed to these two pitchers, Mania and Stripling, and what a waste. And now they're definitely gonna opt into next year and you've shot yourself in the foot. It's just way too early for all of that. And again, the track records they have. Not guarantee. I, I was defending Tommy Lestella for the longest time. And eventually the track record just wasn't relevant anymore. It, he was just, the new normal was just that he was bad. And so, yeah, that happens too. But. We don't know yet if that's what's going on. But anyway, the rest of the team in 234 innings has a 3.88 ERA. So really, Mania, Stripling, and Rogers really dragging everything down. And the combined ERA of Mania and Stripling is 6.98. They've allowed 38 earned runs in 49 innings. So that's just not getting the job done. And so what do you do about it? Well, a couple pieces of good news. Number one, Alex Wood began a rehab assignment yesterday, which to me is ahead of schedule because when Gabe Kapler came out and was discussing the hamstring injury to Alex Wood, his comment was, it's going to be like several weeks at least. And as far, maybe time is just flying by in my mind, but as far as I can remember, the hamstring injury for Alex Wood, I'm going to be able to find it here in a minute, occurred on... uh the 18th of uh april and so what is that is that several weeks at least that's one two three yeah i mean it's about three weeks and several is three and we're talking it's gonna have been three tomorrow and he's about ready to come back so i mean i guess at least it turns out maybe best case scenario came true where it is about three weeks with a little more, you know, added on. Three and a half weeks. So Alex Wood, he pitched in triple A last night. I don't have the line pulled up in front of me, but I did look at it. I just can't remember exactly what it was. I think he pitched like three and two-thirds innings, allowed maybe like a run. So it looked like a quality outing and it's a lively offensive environment there in Sacramento. And uh you know, having him come back, he can replace one of stripling. Or Mania in the rotation and Alex Wood I think he's got I mean similar to Mania and Stripling he's got a reputation of being an above average pitcher and if you look at last year he had a 5.10 ERA so it just goes to show you that like fluctuation happens bad years can happen but so far this year he was throwing the ball really well in three starts he had allowed just a you know what two runs he, he had a 1.80 ERA it's a small sample so we're looking at you know a 3.55 fielding independent pitching but just the way he was throwing i thought he w- he was throwing the ball well and looked more like the 2021 version of himself when he had a 3.83 ERA 3.48 fielding independent pitching so he's close to coming back and and that allows you to you know move Manaya or Stripling Off of the starting rotation and into the bullpen there's always the kind of phantom il thing that that they maybe do you're technically not allowed to do that if a player is healthy you cannot just put them on the il for fun you or for you know convenience so we'll see what they do there but what they can do is limit their exposure to low leverage situations whereas Starting a game is always a high leverage situation. It's a tie game and the top of the lineup is coming up. It like it's immediately a high leverage situation to make a start. And so having Alex Wood instead of one of those two helps and then there's somebody else to keep an eye on and that somebody else goes by the name of Kyle Harrison who, you know, to start off his minor league season, it was a little bit rough, in fact a lot rough in the sense of command, which has always been perhaps his greatest weakness. But man, did he turn the tables around in his most recent outing. And if he can just do that like one or two more times, then he's a guy, like Farhan Zaidi alluded to, in the offseason, he said we could see Harrison maybe even early in the season. He's like a start or two away if he can just duplicate what he just did from perhaps getting the call to the major leagues, especially considering the struggles of Stripling and Mania. We'll into that in just a minute. But before we do. All right, as promised, we're gonna get into Some young pups, not just Kyle Harrison, but I also want to make a comment about Casey Schmidt and a little bit more as well. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow. You're going to hear us breaking down this critical game one of this series against the Nationals. It's at home. The Nationals, they're coming off a big win two nights in a row. They had like heroic ninth inning comebacks in the first of the two games. They ended up losing. The game anyway, but still had a big comeback in the ninth. And then last night against the D-backs, a good team right now. They did it again with with like a, a ninth inning home run to come back. So they're coming in with a little bit of a head of steam. You worry about that a little bit, but. Uh, so that's why this is such an important series. Tony DiScalfani on the mound for the Giants. He's been the stopper. Coming off a loss, he's just gone out there and shoved consistently. So catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. So I just want to discuss what we saw from Kyle Harrison on May 6th in his start in Sacramento, just night and day from what we've seen. If we If you look at the walk rates, of all his previous starts combined, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six starts he had made prior to this most recent start. And his walk rate was 27.3%. And only in one start was it below 23%, where, and it was 12.5% in that start. So a normal walk rate, I don't know exactly what normal is for this AAA league, but in the major leagues, a normal walk rate is like, 9% and we're talking 27.3% for Harrison. He was managing to have a great strikeout rate during that stretch, 35.1% over a third of batters faced. Like some people calculate strikeout rate and walk rate like by strikeouts per at bat, which is, you know, how an at bat is different than a plate appearance. That is not the right way to calculate strikeout rate and walk rate. What I'm talking about here and how you should actually use these numbers is like literally it's like guys who come to the plate. How often do they strike out? That's it's that simple, like per batter who comes up to hit no matter what the outcome is, what is the strikeout rate? And he over a third of batters who came up to the plate against Harrison had struck out against him through his first six outings. But over, over a quarter, over one out of every four batters who came up to the plate walked against Kyle Harrison. And that's not even counting hit by pitches, which I assume he has some of those as well. But in his most recent outing, what did he do? Well, he struck out 58% of the hitters he faced and walked zero. Zero walks, just a huge step in the right direction for Kyle Harrison in this most recent outing. He faced 12 hitters. He struck out seven of them, walked none, allowed one hit and no runs. And so that is just a fantastic outing. And if he can do that, like literally just one more time, they might be motivated to make a move, especially if Stripling or Mania have another outing and it just doesn't go well. I'm not saying they're just going to cut Stripling or Mania, but you could see an IL stint. You could see just them going to the bullpen and being relegated to low leverage situations. And so to have Alex Wood definitely coming back soon and then to have Kyle Harrison have this fantastic outing in his most recent outing, it is it is like must, must watch TV or box score in his next outing, which is going to come in just a few days because like I said, Farhan Zaidi, said we could see Kyle Harrison definitely during the year and he said it could even be early in the year and the the stars are kind of aligning like what situation would warrant that it would warrant some of your guys at the major league level either getting hurt or struggling which is what we've seen and then it would warrant Kyle Harrison dominating at the AAA level so we've he has dominated with strikeouts the whole time but the walks have just been untenable you can't be walking that many guys and suddenly to just throw out an outing with zero walks in four innings, only had to face 12 batters because he was so efficient, is just a great sign. And so one more thing I wanted to mention in terms of the minor leagues is that Tyro Estrada has been playing short in the absence of Brandon Crawford. And I just wanted to mention, he he's kind of made a few errors and mistakes in the last couple games. And so Casey Schmidt's offensive numbers in AAA aren't eye popping. They look good by major league standards, but by the hot offensive environment and AAA standards, they're almost 20% below average. So maybe this is kind of an irrelevant point, but I just wanted to say, perhaps you could make a case that like a case, right? That Casey Schmidt should be given a shot to play shortstop and just keep Tyro Estrada at second and just live with the glove. I mean, live with the maybe the bat is not quite ready, but just to get really good defense out of the shortstop position while Crawford is on the IL. So I don't think Crawford's going to be out too long. So this probably doesn't happen, but it's just a thought that's brewing in my mind. If Estrada struggles at shortstop, like maybe you consider making a move and putting Casey Schmidt there. And so last thing I wanted to say, there were several more things, but just Estrada, yeah, he had some defensive issues, but also hit a couple more home runs and continues to be one of the best players in baseball so far this year and uh, just breaking out and looking like a potential all-star. And also, Brett Wisely had a good game, hit his first Major League home run, played some really good defense over the weekend. And finally, Vita Blue passed away young, 73, I think he was, and Vita Blue form just a great pitcher. Former Giants pitcher and was on Giants like pre and post game live for several years. And I always enjoyed uh, listening to what he had to say. He's just had this like gentle spirit, but also a fiery competitiveness and was just a really unique and likable guy. And I admired just his demeanor. And I never saw him pitch, he was before my time. But rest in peace to the great Vita Blue, both on and off the field. So Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen. Today, every day or is tomorrow, we're going to be breaking down Tony Di Scalfani against the Washington Nationals. Jake Irvin making his second major league start for the Nationals. First one, he didn't allow a lot of runs, but he walked a ton of guys. He's not a top prospect. He's a right-handed pitcher. He's a guy the Giants should be able... to to do well against although we have seen at times they struggle against guys they haven't seen before so hopefully they buck that trend catch every pitch of the giants hometown broadcast with SiriusXM xm on the sxm app search giants the giants play the nationals tonight at 6:45 pacific anyway once again my name is ben kaspik check me out on twitter at ben Caspick k-a-s-p-i-c-k if you like this show please consider rating it or leaving a review it helps me out a lot So thanks in advance and thanks to everyone who's done so already. Can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.